Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who have been called by God to live the lives we are created to live, commanded by God to love beyond the limits of our prejudices, and commissioned by God to serve, called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. And if you cannot remember everything I just said, we have three core values here at FCBC. Live, love, and serve. Amen. I want to lift the scripture today that I pray will be helpful, especially in these critical times. It seems like every week there's something that has to be addressed or something that is needing to be spoken to. But today I want to do something a little different and speak to something that I think is critical, not just in this season, but in seasons to come. I want to look at, and I'm using my Bible app today, I want us to look at the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32, verse 7, and I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version as well as the Message Bible. Deuteronomy 32, one verse, verse 7. And here's how it reads in the NRSV. Remember the days of old. Consider the years long past. Ask your father, and he will inform you. Your elders, and they will tell you. And in the Message Bible, It reads like this. Read up on what happened before you were born. Dig into the past. Understand your roots. Ask your parents what it was like before you were born. Ask the old ones. They'll tell you a thing or two. Come on, family, let's pray. God, we thank you for this glorious day, another day, O God, that we have been blessed enough to see. We pray, O God, that in this season, a season that is still unfolding, that no matter what happens, we will always remember the sufficiency of your grace, the enduring nature of your mercy, and the all-covering power and presence of your love. God, we thank you because for many, even now, this is still a season of mourning. God, be with them. Whisper in their ears and remind them, O God, that your presence is still real. God, even now, open our hearts and open our minds and open our spirits that we might be receptive of a word from you. Pour in, God, 
pour in God. Pour in. We are available. We are available, God. We are available, God. Have your way. Have your way in our lives. And most of all, O oh God, we pray that you would get the glory in us, with us, and through us in this season. This is our prayer. In your name, O oh God, we pray. And we say, Amen. Amen, family. Let me read that scripture again in your hearing. Deuteronomy 32, verse 7. I just want to read the Message Bible version of that. Deuteronomy 32 and 7. And it reads like this. Read up on what happened before you were born. Dig into the past. Understand your roots. Ask your parents what it was like before you were born. Ask the old ones. They'll tell you a thing or two. Amen. This morning, I want to speak just from the subject, the danger of dismissing the past. The danger of dismissing the past. These words found in the 32nd chapter of Deuteronomy, um, are powerful in their own right, but they're made more powerful because of the one who speaks these words. Moses is speaking. In fact, Moses is not speaking. When you read this entire chapter or do a little bit uh, of deeper study, you'll find out that this chapter is known as Moses's song. He's singing these words. And think of those words found in chapter 32, in particular, that seventh verse again. Listen to the words and just remember, Moses is singing. Read up on what happened before you were born. Dig into the past. Understand your roots. Ask your parents what it was like before you were born. Ask the old ones They'll tell you a thing or two. Dig into your past. Understand your roots. Moses is not just speaking these words to the children of Israel. This song comes as part of Moses' farewell address. Moses has been leading them now for 40 years in their wilderness wandering. And in this farewell address, Moses has outlined many things to Israel. He's told them of what will cause them to be blessed. He's also told them of what will cause them to be cursed. But here in verse 30, or rather chapter 32, Moses begins to sing. It may not mean much when you just read it without realizing he's singing, but can you imagine Moses is singing in a moment knowing that he will not enter the promised land. And knowing that he will not enter the thing he journeyed for for 40 years with Israel, knowing that he will not enter the promised land, doesn't steal the song from his heart. It doesn't silence him. In fact, Moses sings 
knowing that he will not get the prize. He sings knowing that he will not enter the promised land. He sings knowing that Canaan will not be his. And he still sings. In other words, it could be a moment of utter heartbreak. But Moses sings through the agony of disobedience, sings through the denial of the promised land, the land promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He knew the story well, and yet, knowing that he would not enter, Moses sings. This is not the heart of, to, of this sermon today, but I have to pause for a moment because it's hard to bypass that reality because there's some of us who our circumstances would rob us of our song who our situations would cause us not to sing but to retreat into spaces shaped by doom and gloom and despair and sadness and misery, and we would stop singing because we would feel no joy in our spirits, no celebration in our soul. Moses here, even without looking at the words in particular, but just thinking of the fact that as he prepares to not enter into the promise and to Canaan with the people that he's been leading, he still is singing. He does not let his situation rob him of the harmony in his heart or the melody in his spirit. And one of the things he encourages them as he outlines their journey from Egypt to this point, he tells them, and he tells the young people in particular, because this song in part is directed to the young people, dig into your past. Don't forget your roots, because there's a danger when you dismiss the past. There's a danger when you dismiss what came before and Moses is reminding the young people in particular, talk to those, your parents, talk to the elders who came before you, find out what things were like before, because the reality is that life is cyclical, and what your grandmother experienced, and what your grandfather experienced, and what your parents may have experienced may be the same thing you experienced for yourself. And why enter an old reality with a new attitude? Why enter a new possibility without remembering that those who came before you been through this, have gone through this, have seen these days, seen these times? You can't dismiss the past. And Moses doesn't say just glance over it. Dig into it. Dig into your roots. Know who came before you. Know their struggle, know their agony, know their triumphs, know their celebration, know their joys, know their disappointments. Lean in to what came before so that you do not come to this moment like it never happened in days of old. This is so critical, not just as Moses speaks it, because Moses truly wants this new generation that will enter Canaan, he does not want them to repeat the mistakes of their parents and their grandparents. That was a generation that did not enter Canaan 40 years before because they were fearful and suffered from low self-esteem. Oh God, I hope you get a chance to 
to read the story if you get a chance that that 40 years before this moment, they came to Canaan ready to move into Canaan, but they could not get past their own rabid insecurities that was now permanently etched in their psyche. They could not get past seeing themselves in ways that minimize themselves. My God, when you get a chance, read the story when they were about to go into Canaan and Moses sent out spies to the land and all the other spies except for Caleb and Joshua felt that That, yes, it was the promised land, but there were giants there. That's what they said. There were giants there, and they were but mere grasshoppers. That was the language of people who had been chosen by God to do great things. They couldn't get past the grasshopper mentality. They kept seeing themselves as small and insignificant. And because they did not trust that this land was the land that God had promised, because they did not believe, because their insecurities were shaping their attitude, They were made to wander 40 years until that generation that didn't trust, that didn't believe, died, died. Can you imagine, let me pause for a second. I may have said this in other places, but it comes to my mind now. Can you imagine being part of that new generation who continually heard stories about a promised land that was coming? only to know that the closer you got to the promised land was determined about by the deaths of the people who came before. Oh, I hope you capture that. That the closer they got to their promise, the more deaths they had to see because that generation had to die before they could enter the promised land. Just imagine if death becomes the signifier for your breakthrough. Well, let me get closer. Imagine if your breakthrough, your entrance to your season of prosperity and abundance is connected to the death of things around you. And that somehow, somehow, the sign, the signal of your close proximity to your promise is the stench of death in the air. Let me ask this question. Do you want your breakthrough enough to see some funerals in your life? What are some things that must fade away in order for you to be who you need to be to walk into the season, God? And I'm not speaking about people necessarily. No, 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 no. I'm speaking about things that you've been holding on to too long that cannot move into your place of abundance. Things you've been holding on to too long, baggage you've been carrying too long. And part of the reason why some of us cannot enter the place of promise is because we've gone in too heavy to enter our breakthrough. And there are some things that we have to do to lighten the load. Oh, let that be a lesson for us this morning. And we cannot be afraid to cut connection to distance ourselves from dysfunctional spaces in order to walk in to the places that God has ordained for us. Moses knows not only what insecurity can do, because insecurity, again, caused the people to wander for 40 years, but Moses also knows what, what not trusting God can do. You see, Moses was not entering the promised land, but he wasn't entering because... He was a bad person. The scripture says he didn't let the people get a chance to see God's glory through him. That that when he came to that place 
a second time where the people were thirsty and there was no water. And the first time, you know the story, he struck the rock and water came from the rock. But the second time they came to Meribah, the place of bitterness. And God told him, don't strike the rock, speak to the rock. And Moses did not speak to the rock. You know that story because the glory that God talks about that ought to have been revealed through Moses would have come by Moses speaking to the rock and trusting that when he spoke to the rock, that water would have come out. Gosh, I, I hope you can capture this. If he would have spoken to the rock, water would come out. And the reason why that's so significant, again, it's not the main thrust of the text today, but the reason why this is so significant is because when God told Moses to go to Pharaoh, Moses said, I can't talk. And now, all these years later, God wants to see, can he open his mouth now? And maybe, and maybe, and maybe, and maybe in that context, God wanted to show that he had not forgotten what Moses' struggle was, what Moses' issue was. He told Moses to speak. Moses did not speak. He hit the rock not only once, but he hit the rock twice. Water did come out. The people got what they wanted, but Moses could not enter. That was his punishment. And God said, because you did not trust me, because you did not let my glory shine through you, you will not enter the promise. He didn't trust that God could empower his voice. Oh, I wonder how many of us still walk in Moses' shadow, not believing that God can empower your voice, that God can give you the right words at the right time to declare something that can have cosmic significance and universal impact if you would just dare open your mouth. Isn't it ironic that the one who did not trust his voice is now singing <laughs> in chapter 32. And he's singing his song. And he's reminding here in this seventh verse, the 32nd chapter, dig into your past. Know your roots. Talk to your parents. Speak to the elders. They'll tell you what life was like before you were born. They'll let you know how things were. And again, I'm convinced that part of the reason that Moses wanted them to not forget their past is to understand, well, one critical thing, that they enter Canaan with a story. Oh, my God. They enter this new season with a story. If you, if you know the scriptures, a little, bit, little while before this passage, Moses had encouraged the people, the parents, the elders. He said, don't let them forget the story. Tell it. Write it in their hands. Put it on their forehead. Put it on the doorpost. Let them know what God has done. The story was clear. Let them know there was a God who delivered us. Let them know there was a God who saw us and pulled us out of bondage with the agenda to worship and to gather. Let them know the great things that God had done for us along the journey. 40 years of walking with God. Yes, it wasn't intended, but 40 years of journeying with God. 40 years of God providing. 40 years of God fighting battles. 40 years of getting victories. 40 years of learning how to trust. 40 years of developing their spiritual muscles. 40 years of growth. 40 years of wisdom. 40 years. Don't forget what you've been through. Don't forget what we've been through. Dig into your past so that you remember you got a story to tell. And you tell your story and remember your story. You did not get here out of nothing. Those who came before you, 
who journeyed in the wilderness, who journeyed across the Red Sea, who were on the run from Pharaoh. They were those who saw God provide manna from heaven and God lead them by fire and smoke. They saw the wonders of God. Don't forget your story because your story is a testimony of what your eyes have seen. Oh, God. Don't forget your story. Dig into it because it's your story to tell. Don't forget your story, not because it's a necessary story only, but because that past narrative equips you for present circumstances. Oh, God, I hope you can get that. I I saw something. I know some people might not like this. I remember seeing this on a shirt. And at the time, I thought it was rather disrespectful. It was in the height of protests that were happening over the past several years, and and these shirts became vogue, and people had them. I saw people wearing them. And And I remember reading this shirt and this saying, and I wondered even now, how would Moses have felt if he read these shirts? Those shirts that said, this is not your grandmother's civil rights. This is not your grandparents' protest. I wonder what Moses would have thought. I wonder what the grandparents would have thought. I wonder what the great-grandparents and the great-great-grandparents would have thought. You see, to dismiss the past is to doom your present. Because you repeat mistakes that you could have learned from If you just dug into your past a little bit and dug into your roots, that's why this moment is so critical. You see, we don't simply stand on soil. We stand on the wings and shoulders of those who understood what it was to labor and fight, to pray and watch, to struggle and hope, to cry and laugh. We are the benefactors of those whose bloods turned the soil red, whose lives were testimonies to the power and audacity of God. No, dig into that. Learn from it. Because what will happen is when you face your present circumstance, you can lean into a reservoir of experiences connected to the conversations you have and could have with those who came before. Don't dismiss them and say they're irrelevant. They don't understand. No, there's something to be learned in this season. When's the last time you had a conversation with a senior? When's the last time you tapped into the wealth of an elder person in your home, in your congregation, in your family, just had to come to learn what it was like to hear those experiences, to know what they had to deal with, to know what they had to confront, but just not to know what they had to confront, but to see a living testimony of what is possible. Why? Because they're standing and still here. No, digging into that past grounds us in this current moment. I heard someone say, and a few people said it, and I know I've heard a lot of people say it. They've said, and this is not to minimize this season, but I I heard some people say, this is the worst year ever. 
When I hear that, it first helps me know that those who said that haven't lived very many years. This is not the worst year ever, beloved. It's a tough year. 2020 has been filled with a lot of downs that we did not expect. We've been blindsided in ways we could not anticipate. But trust me when I tell you, this ain't the worst year. When I think about those in my culture who endured not just a bad year, but over 200 years with every breath you take, there's a threat to your life. Every moment. You see, you would know that, and we learned that from digging into our past and finding out what happened before. As Moses said, we were even born before we were ideas in the mind of God to learn what transpired so it can now fortify us in this current moment. Why? Because this season is not the last fight we will fight. It is not the last season shaped by insanity. It is not the last time we'll have to fight invisible enemies. It is not the last time we have to fight visible enemies who are true existential threats, not just to one group of people, but to this country. This is not the last time. And it definitely is not the first time, which means that there's something that can be learned in this season. So digging into the past fortifies us in the present and then catapults us into a future. I think about what some have endured before me. I've wondered how could they have come through so much misery and still hold on to hope. I remember being on a, con on a panel about slavery years ago and I talked about the kind of courage it took to even procreate. Can you imagine what hope had to be mingled in with dread to believe that the world could get better when all you knew was pain? Yeah. That past doesn't just fortify us for the present, but it helps us to cast new visions of what is possible in the future. What you can see is connected to what you have seen and what you're seeing right now. Here at FCBC, we say we're an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers. Hold on, but visionaries. You can't repeat those words every week and then be hopeless about the future. You can't recite those words, declare those words, and not believe that a future that is different and a new day that can dawn that can actually mean the transformation not only of our lives, but this world and this country with all of its cultural baggage and political insanity. You have to be that individual. We have to be those people who still believe in what is possible. This is not the season to surrender and become nihilistic and think that all hope is gone and there is nothing left worth living for. No, no, no. If nothing else, you are worth living for. There are things that are in you that the world is waiting for. There are people that you do not even know who are counting on you. There are generations not born that are waiting to hear your name mentioned in their ear. That is the future. 
And that bright future that can take place because of your audacity in this present moment is linked to the past courage of those who came before. And here it is. Here's the thing I love. If you understand time, what I just outlined was time chronologically. This is what they call chronos, past, present, future. But it's not so with God. They believe that with God, it is the Kairos time. It is all things happening at once. It is the fullness of time that in the infinity of God, there is no past, there is no present, there is no future. There is one, in the words of Paul Tillich, one big eternal moment, one eternal now, that right now while you are living, breathing, there's still the legacy of your ancestors whispering in your ears. Right now while you're living, breathing, you're breathing into a future that is not yet born but already a present reality as long as it exists in your mind. Right now while you're breathing, you're participating in past, future, present, all at one time, believing that something can happen that can shift this world. Why? Because you're breathing and you're living is a sign that hope is always on the agenda. Don't dismiss the past. The past is a glimpse into what is possible. And there's danger when you dismiss the past. You'll repeat mistakes. You'll lose your collective memory. You'll be standing on shaky foundations. This is not a season to build houses on sand. This is a season to build strong foundations. What we will become and who we will be is connected to what we have been and who we are right now. And if who you are right now is not fortified by what has been, then what will be will be an illusion. No, beloved, this season that we're in right now requires us more and more to lean into what came before us. And if that's too heavy <clears throat> for some of you watching today, you don't have to go back 100 years. <laughs> you don't have to go back 200 years. Think about what God did last night. Think about what God did last week to keep you. Oh, Last week, I got a call from the doctor because the week prior to that, the doctors thought I had cancer. I had to live with that thought, but there was no fear. There was no trepidation. Why? I've seen too much what God has done in my past for me to be shaken in my present and doubtful about my future. So when I got the call on Friday that there was no cancer, that call gave me one more story, one more testimony, one more manifestation of what God has done in my life. If you can't go back a hundred years, go back in your own life 
and see what God has wrought in your own life. And if you can't dismiss your testimony, don't dismiss your legacy. If you can't dismiss your testimony, don't dismiss what has come before you. No, look back over your life. And like the old folks used to say, when I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say I've been blessed. I am a testimony. And you have to believe that today. Don't dismiss the past. There's danger in doing that because you'll be flying blind into the future. And in this season, we need your faith fortified and your strength cultivated because now more than ever, it may be that we lean in by leaning back and then leaning in again. Moses said it, dig in to your past. No, he sang it. Dig in to your past. Dig in to your roots. Talk to your parents to know what life was like before you were born. Speak to the elders to hear what they have to say because what they may say may give you a glimpse into what is possible in your own future. Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you today. And we honor you, O oh God, for how you've been moving even now. God, you've been faithful. Oh, God. God, you were faithful to my grandfather, faithful to my grandmother. And I have no reason to doubt that your faithfulness will disappear with me. God, you've been faithful to us. You've kept us, sustained us. And God, even now, we're, we're in a moment that we've never seen before, we've never experienced before, what we do know is that we have experiences with you. In the same way you sustained, kept, delivered them, is the same way you'll sustain, keep, and deliver us. And I stand with a confidence that the same way you've kept, sustained, and delivered me, is the same way you'll keep, sustain, and deliver my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren. God, there will come a day where there will be somebody who will look down the line of remembrance and all they'll be able to say is, what a mighty God we serve. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you, God, for keeping us. And for those who are fearful that darkness has won the day, remind them, oh God, that the universe don't work like that. We love you. And it's in your name we pray.
Amen. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, Support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.